Welcome to the Power Your Life radio show with host and success doc, Joanne White. Author, speaker, certified coach, and energy master, Doc White gets to the heart of what matters most. She features guests and experts to help you consciously create more success, health, and wellness in every area of your life, work, and relationships. They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us today, wherever you are. And I'm Joanne White, and it's a pleasure. We're having a little bit of ice today. However, think about something that's really, really important. What are you putting out in the world when you are making statements, when you are declaring things, when you are describing something? What is going on behind the scenes of you? Do you know What's happening with your subconscious? Do you know what's going on so that you can really create and live a life that you truly desire and create magic? Well, we're going to figure out how today. I have a very special guest, and her name is Mary Shores. She's an author, a speaker, and an entrepreneur, and she generates positive and pragmatic solutions for people who are so-called freaking out. Mary blends personal experience with her extensive knowledge of neuroscience and human behavior to guide businesses and individuals to defeat the freak out and to create their ideal life. Her book, Conscious Communication, a step-by-step guide to harnessing the power of your words to change your mind, your choices, and your life, came after a revelation of how Mary's own thoughts were keeping her planted in a state of depression. She began to use her own system to empower people to create the lives that they've always wanted. Mary is recognized as a leader of innovative thought and has spent over a decade teaching businesses and individuals how to identify their goals, create new ways of thinking, and take action to create their meaningful results. She travels nationwide giving lectures and teaching courses, and Mary's been featured on both local and national shows as well as television shows, podcasts, and blogs. Welcome, Mary Shores. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here today. (laughs) I'm excited, too. And, you know, oftentimes people like yourself, have stories, have something personal that happened to them, Mary, that that helped them, like with you, come to a new understanding or a revelation. So can you share that personal story of yours? You know, I can, and I usually like to really start off with understanding where I'm at now because my story is pretty tragic, and I, I – it's not something that is super easy to talk about on the beginning of a show. So where I'm at now is, you know, I've I've had a I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've had my business for 20 years and I listen to I listen to introductions such as the one that you just read and it makes it seem really glamorous and like there's so many exciting things going on, which is very very true, but my story didn't start off that way. 
so when when I was 16, I was out on my own, and I had very little guidance and no resources, but I still managed to graduate high school and go on to community college. But from there, I had a daughter who was born severely brain damaged. And because of this, she was blind, she was deaf, she was unable to suck a bottle, and she was basically um, on life support for quite a while. And when she was off life support, I spent the next year and a half living in and out of children's hospitals and literally sleeping on the floor in the emergency room. And, um, you know, life was just really difficult. I had an infant that was on 19 different kinds of medication a day, and these are things like morphine and phenobarbital. These are not like she was always on antibiotics. Um, She passed away in 1993 when she was a year and a half because her body could no longer withstand the brain injury that she had, but I was able to recover from that. And then by the time that within four years, I started my first business which I've had now for 20 years. And, you know, so people are really fascinated with, with that. It's like the moment of how did, you, how did you do that? And the truth is, Dr. White, that the way that I did that is by not focusing on that story. Because, like, that's the first thing people want to know, what was your tragedy? But the more we talk about our tragedies, we're just connecting right back to them. We're just feeding the neural pathway that strengthens the idea of being a victim. And the more powerful thing is to talk about the moving on. The more, the most beautiful part of your story is in how you moved on. Definitely, and that's the important part of giving people a sense of hope for, for their own lives, for their own tragedies, whatever they are, their own, their own mishaps, and to be able to move forward. You do a lot with understanding not only how we talk to ourselves and and the behavior of of ourselves, but neuroscience. So how do you combine that, the neuroscience and the understanding of behavior, to do what you do? Well, the, the thing that is so incredible to me is that I've had, I call myself a gypsy scholar. And the reason I do that is because I have this equal loves of science and spirituality and because I see nothing but how they are connected and that science and spirituality are really talking about the same thing, but they're using two different languages. And so all of the things that we've known for millennia to be true in our, in our spiritual lives and, and as more and more people are waking up to a reality where they're understanding that they're much more in control of things than, than perhaps we believed um, even a decade or two decades ago, you know, getting more metaphysical, if that's okay to say. And now science, neuroscience, is to me 100% in support of that. So in spirituality, we would talk about things like barrier beliefs and limiting beliefs and, and getting in our own way and, and um, you know, focusing and visualizing. Where in neuroscience, it's exactly the same thing, but it's just going to explain it by way of talking about the way that your subconscious mind is programmed. 
Because everything that we're doing is a result of what's happening in our subconscious mind. But the beauty is we actually get to control more than we realize what we are allowing into our subconscious mind. And we can literally build a new program. And it's really you know, not hard I totally. To Right, and I totally agree with that. I think that's so important. However, many people are dealing or working with old programming that they've learned maybe from family, from teachers, their own their own messages that they're giving to themselves, whatever. How do they break that old, I'm going to call it a habit, that old programming habit to really be able to shift their subconscious so that their subconscious is 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 putting forth what they need. So I would say even that it's more than many people that are dealing with this. I would say it's almost all people. I mean, unless you're an ascended master, you're probably dealing with this. <laughs> and even myself, even, you know, I still deal with that. I mean, for example, it really starts with our belief systems and the concept of alignment. When I started on this journey, Dr. White, I would be so confused by certain concepts. And one of the first ones that confused me was alignment. So I would hear spiritual teachers or new thought leaders say this word, and they would say, you have to get in alignment. And I thought, well, I don't know what alignment is or how to get there. But now um, I do, and I understand alignment as this thing where it's you get your your thoughts, your feelings, your words, and your actions all moving in the same direction of what you want. Because truly, if infinite possibilities exist, you know, that means that we can create anything. And, and a lot of times I think we connect with those words, infinite possibilities, and we assume that that means something about reaching our highest potential. But the truth is, infinite possibilities means that I am that I can create anything, including a life of chaos, struggle, stress, and problems, and all of the things that I don't want. But how do you take and connect yourself from the things that you don't want and swirling in that chaos to getting control and manifesting the things that you do want? And when we go back to this concept of alignment, there's a, there's a couple of pieces that I think have been missing for quite a while. And the pieces are beliefs which is what you were talking about, so beliefs, and also forgiveness. And Mm. let me explain that a little bit further. You can't really be in alignment if your beliefs are out of alignment. So my own example is that I had this big dream, this big dream. I'm sure you have tons of clients that have, like, these big dreams, and they're always telling you why they can't have them. So for me, I had this dream of writing a book, Like, I would look at authors, and I would think they were the coolest people. I mean, I decided many years ago that I was Louise Hayes' protege. And I had no idea how I was going to make that happen, but I'm Louise Hayes' protege. And um, for 10 years, I would say, I want to write a book, but I'm not a writer. Well, the thing is that words are a mirror to your subconscious programming. They're a mirror to your beliefs. So the involuntary words that are coming out of your mouth are revealing to you what your beliefs are. So it's like when you see the words, I want to write a book, it's like you can see them written on my soul that I have this purpose in life 
that I am supposed to come here and write this book. But I have a big problem when the next words that come out of my mouth are, but I'm not a writer. Because there's nothing I'm going to write, not even a paragraph, if I am reinforcing the belief. A belief is a neural pathway in your subconscious. Every time I said the words, I am not a writer, I made that neural pathway stronger. Just like you build a bicep, I built the bicep in my brain that connected me to the fact that I was not a writer. And so when you say, what do you say to people that come to you and they, they, want, they, they have this struggle with changing their beliefs, the first thing you need to understand is you have to invest in yourself. You know, the universe, whatever, God, spirit, your higher self, whatever you want to say, will meet you halfway. And the moment you invest in yourself, is the moment you see change. And for me, that meant signing up for a writer's workshop. You know, I think it's so important, too, because what we're telling ourselves, sometimes that information, if, especially if it's going on in your head, you're not actually saying those words out loud, but you're saying them internally, which means that, you're, that that's part of your belief system, too. Oftentimes, that information, I know it happened to me when I, was a, when I was like in my teens and I had to shift it, comes very quickly, very fast, almost speeding through your brain. And, and what I had to do at a very young age so that I could function was to slow those thoughts down a little bit, to catch it, to even know all what the so-called negative thinking was that, that I was kind of continuing to, I'll say, invent or, or reprogram in our, in our minds. I have an important question because I believe and I know that this works in terms of really the words and, and the power of what we're saying. How do you have your words, your belief system in alignment when the emotions, you're, you may say, oh, I'm a fantastic writer, I'm a beautiful writer, but, but there may be an emotional belief, a feeling rather, an emotion that doesn't line up with, with those words or with the belief system. How, does, how do you change that? Well, so you've said a lot of the, you've said a lot of the exact right things. So you started off and you were talking about thoughts. And the thing about thoughts is, and I'm, that's how I'm going to start answering the question, the thing about thoughts is that we've been taught, and it's, and it's brilliant, change your thoughts, change your world. Because thoughts are creating, words are creating, actions are creating, choices are creating, emotions are creating. It's all creating but we but we have to get those thoughts into alignment and that was one of the hardest ones for me actually changing my thoughts is harder than changing the beliefs and what what i would say is that we think 60,000 thoughts a day and something like 90% of them are the exact same from the day before so you know i don't know if you notice this but i don't really know where my thoughts come from so 60,000 thoughts a day i mean in, here in central illinois it's 11.15. I've already thought 20,000 crazy thoughts. I'm glad those thoughts haven't manifested into the world, right? But how do you get control of where these thoughts are? Because it feels like the thoughts are thinking me, and I'm not really thinking them. Well, the thoughts are like, the thoughts are like noise from your subconscious mind. So the, the subconscious is like your computer programming. And the thoughts are like the constant 
um, fragmented output of this subconscious. And you really, I am not aware of controlling it. Now, I think that people who are master meditators, they have a much better handle on controlling their thoughts. But that wasn't my way. And by the way, I love to say there's a path for everyone. Not everybody has to use the same method. So I'm going to give you lots of ideas today. Just pick one and and give it a try, see how it works. But when it comes to thoughts, what I needed was to change the belief. So when I said about I had to invest in myself and go to this writer's workshop, at the end of that workshop, I wrote a short story. And it was about my daughter who passed away in 1993. It was about my son who's on the autism spectrum and living a life as a parent with Without a rule book, which by the way, you want to find a fast way to break your belief systems, raise an autistic child because you'll realize our world and its rules have nothing to do with, with true reality. And then it was about my roller coaster journey as an entrepreneur. And at the end of that, when I read the story out loud to the participants of the workshop, no one laughed at me. No one criticized me. As a matter of fact, I had a line of people that came up to me in tears telling me how my story had affected them. I got offers to be on storytelling programs. It was really incredible. But here's the point. When I I needed to change the belief. When I changed the belief, I could then change I could then change the words. And with the words I could then change the behaviors. And I could then change my choices because I wanted to choose writing more. And then when I saw the evidence and after I had changed these other things, then my thoughts changed, not before. So when you ask the question, how do you change your thoughts? And by the way, your emotions are a product also of your nervous system because emotions are a set of chemicals that are, so like for example, there are measurable hormones for happiness, okay? dopamine, serotonin, vasopressin, you know, there are all different kinds of hormonal makeup that, that create an emotion with inside your body. We've been given these bodies to be able to experience life. So we experience life through our body. And the body is designed to produce emotion, and it produces the emotions based on the chemicals. I love the work of Dr. Bruce Lipton. He's a brilliant cellular biologist, and he has a book called The Honeymoon Effect, which I talk about in Chapter 3 of the book, of my book, Conscious Communications. And I call that chapter Your, Your Nervous System, Friend or Frenemy. So the way that you control your emotions, which is very tied in with your thoughts, is that you can get control of these other areas. And also, if you want to produce an emotion that is more happy, then you have to produce more happiness hormones in your body. You have to think about producing dopamine, serotonin. And I, you know, I have all kinds of ways to suggest how you can do that. And you need to reduce the stress chemicals, which are in a lot of ways like cortisol, adrenaline, um, testosterone. You know, there's, there's chemicals that make you stressed out and there's chemicals that make you happy as hell. So, Mary, can you give us one way that actually can help us to create those positive, well, th- those um, hormonal upbeat feelings and and chemicals that are running through our bodies. I know you have some in your book. Can you just give our our listeners one one way that you've been utilizing that works? Well, sure. So one way um now what I'm doing is really looking at 
what's going on in my life and the input-output for that is. So, for example, um, one of the things that I've been focused on this year is what I'm calling the core four. And the core four is like what are the four most important things that I want to accomplish in this year. And when I say no to anything that is outside of that core four, it reduces the stress in my life. And when I say yes to things that are within the core four, then that is a match and it creates dopamine and serotonin. Now, dopamine is a short-term happiness hormone. So dopamine is what you get when you watch a YouTube video of a little baby babbling or the little animal videos or whatever it is you like. But we know the ones. It's like you watch this little short clip, Mm -hmm. maybe it's a minute, maybe it's two, and 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 you laugh, and that's dopamine. Okay, so that is um, a temporary euphoric feeling that is produced by a stimulus. Um, We also get this from sugar. Serotonin is a long-term happiness hormone, which you get from satisfying things in life, which you get from reduced stress, when you get, when you're looking forward to things, those are serotonin. Um, The best way, because you asked for one way, you didn't ask for a big scientific explanation. (laughs) The best way that I know to do this is through gratitude, because every single one of your listeners can do this right now today. And Gratitude practice is a daily practice that has changed my life, and I am sure that it has changed many, many people's lives when they really understand the true power of gratitude. Because I grew up in a, I grew up in a Christian household. It wasn't strict or anything, but I was Lutheran, and so I went to Lutheran school, and you get taught a set of beliefs. And one of the things that I was taught was that I needed to pray to this God, this like, I needed to pray to this God that I was also supposed to fear and I was supposed to be grateful to him. So I felt like I owed this debt of gratitude. And what I've really realized is it's not about that. Gratitude is about feeding your subconscious power the things that are good and pleasurable in your life. And that the more you do that as a daily practice, the more you will build the gratitude muscle in your brain, and then your brain will naturally produce those hormones, as well as it will trigger certain areas of your brain to look for the things that make you feel good and be grateful. You know, it's interesting because um, we can at, we can create a mantras or, or or statements or even a vision board or whatever that 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 has those gratitude components. And if, and if people really think about it, and this is something that I've been focusing on too from coming from a challenge and, and recognizing that, wow, I'm alive, which is a pretty wonderful thing, and recognizing that the little things, I mean, gratitude for the fact that, that we're walking, gratitude for the fact that it's another day, gratitude for the fact, Mary, that you and I are able to have a conversation and communicate, all of those things that many people take for granted. And, and again, I think you're so right on when we focus on a, on that, on the gratitude and the gifts that that are a part of our lives it's it's an incredible blessing and it does it does change things so i think yes that's so important and you know what that's not so complicated 
people think, oh, my God, how do I do all this? It's so complicated. But this is a wonderfully simple and, like you said, a very powerful way to really begin to shift the subconscious. So kudos to you. So people are t- have somebody just wrote in a question and saying, well, how do, how do I – I'm reading this question. She's saying, how do I do that when my life isn't going the way I want to, and how do I feel grateful for all of the, the tragedy, she's saying, that, that's come into my life just recently? I'm so glad. I'm very grateful for your listener's question, and um, whoever you are, I'm just going to speak directly to you because your question is beautiful. And I think that we're right in the middle of this positive psychology movement. And this positive psychology movement, to me, is very superficial. It's like it's almost like we're expected to be happy all the time, no matter what is going on in our lives. And we cannot ignore the fact that sometimes the shit hits the fan. And if, the, if that's happening for you, um, I have in, in, in the book, I have a five-step process that I call five steps to break through your breakdown. And it is, it's an incredible process. It's easy to do. And I also have written a blog on it. So if you actually go to my website and go to my blogs, it's called five steps to break through your breakdown. Just do the five steps. And I promise you, you will feel differently. So let's talk about this. Um, the things that you can be grateful for are, so sometimes when I'm in those moments of despair, the things that I'm grateful for are I'm grateful to have a bed to sleep in at night. I'm grateful that, I mean, I live in the Midwest. We have bad weather in the wintertime. I'm grateful for the men who shovel the, the streets and the sidewalk. I'm grateful sometimes, I mean, there's been days I'm grateful that I have a clean toothbrush there is probably more than 50% of the world out there that does not have a, a clean toothbrush. But I also want to say to you that you can be grateful for your own gifts, skills, and talents because there is something that truly you are good at in this life. And I'm going to talk about it a little bit later when I talk about a path to prosperity. But truly I know this came to me on a meditation retreat recently that we need to be more grateful for ourselves, not even an outward gratitude, but for ourselves. Like I am grateful for my ability to mentor because when you're grateful, whatever you're grateful for is going to grow. And, you know, before the question came in, Dr. White, you were talking about building affirmations and when they don't feel true for us. It's very important that you write affirmations and that you do processes that meet you where you're at now. So the first thing that I want you to do to this person who wrote the question, I want you to write a list of all of the problems in your life. Like I'm speaking directly to you and to anyone else that this applies to. I did this. I had a list of 20 things that were happening in my life that were debilitating stress. And the thing is, brain will reward you with dopamine. So you said, how can you feel better when you've got all these things going on? Your brain likes the concept of a list. And the brain will reward you with some dopamine just for writing this list. I know it sounds counterintuitive, but it will happen because it is scientifically measured. Uh, Matthew Lieberman, who is a research professor, professional in neuroscience at UCLA, did the study, 
and the brain will produce dopamine just from you writing this list. So that's step one. I'd like you to do that, and then I'd like you to find that blog and read the rest of the four steps because it will lead you through taking some action, getting some momentum going, and then as far as the gratitude piece that you asked about, I think it's important that you look within yourself and say, what am I good at? And if, you're, if you can make the best chocolate chip cookie, then be grateful for that. You know, I think that's so important because, like you said, Mary, sometimes we really underscore the gifts that we have, whether it's making a chocolate chip cookie, whether it's writing a book, whether it's, it's – it's raising a child, you know, whatever it is, whether it's it's being, you know, the the greatest lawnmower person, who, who knows. But the point is you're right. We don't give ourselves credit, and oftentimes more than even giving ourselves credit, we're cutting ourselves short and we're deluding ourselves with deluding ourselves with what we don't do well, with, with all of the so-called negatives about our lives and who we are. And I think that diminishes, like you said, that diminishes our power and our ability to shift our subconscious. And what is, and with, and what is with this spiritual bullying where we look at someone that's having a problem and in certain spiritual circles we're convincing them that they created their problems? You know, and so I, I think it's important to differentiate when, we're, when I am, even me, when I'm talking about getting an alignment, when I'm talking about um, – this it is not a way to blame someone for your problems so another another step for your listener who wrote in the question is to honestly understand the power of forgiveness and again more of a forgiveness of yourself because when we're growing up again a lot of times we're taught we have to repent we have to ask this god in the sky for, for to forgive us for whatever sins we 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 created that day and the truth is, I think, and this is me, this is my own teaching, I, I, I don't know if it's right or not, but I think, I think the person we need to ask for forgiveness from is ourselves. Because when you are clogged up with the things you've done in your past, then they are in your subconscious mind and they are going to re-manifest in different ways until we forgive ourselves. You know, A Course in Miracles is all about forgiveness. And I, and I am so I am so not an expert about a course in miracles, but I know a few things, and that they and they have supported me. And this idea of forgiveness is also the other missing piece of alignment, because there's so much that we judge ourselves for in in our lives. Um, I want to read something out of my book. I know it's easier said than done. This is on page 158. I know it's easier said than done, but what if, as an experiment, you tried to be happy just being who you really are, just living it and stepping into it? To get to who you really are, you have to shed layer after layer of who you've been pretending to be, layers of the person that you know deep down you are not. You're shedding layers of your problems, layers of self-judgment, layers of how others have judged you, shedding layers of unworthiness, fear, worry, and unnecessary responsibilities, and layers of beliefs and challenges around what other people think you are, or even worse, what you think you should be. 
You know, that's incredibly powerful. And self-forgiveness is is really so important. I do a, what I call a power walk where I'm actually doing a whole forgiveness exercise for myself and for anybody that that I feel has wronged me and 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 then you know and and it's it at the end of it the feeling there's a shift that takes place because it's also about looking at maybe something I did the day before or even earlier that day and we are our own worst critics so many times so what you're asking for us to do to to shift is to really see ourselves in a more loving, more accepting light so that we can not hold on to all of the stuff that we did that we may not be proud of or, or that we feel badly about and to to kind of let it go. It doesn't mean that, that we forget it, but let it go so that it's not, like you say, recreating all of that stuff over again or making us feel so bad or less than that that's what's carrying us through our lives. We don't have that much time, and I really wanted to talk about the prosperity path that you and I spoke of uh, before the show. So can you describe that to our listeners and, and what that means for us? Sure. So I I was on a meditation retreat at the end of the year, and I was at Monroe Institute, which is down in Virginia, and I, I just I love this retreat because you really reflect on 2017, and then you create the pattern that you want to see in 2018. So it's an amazing retreat, and um, I had a wonderful time. And there was a woman that spoke on New Year's Day, and she said that 2018 is going to be the year of unconditional love, prosperity, Mm -hmm. and security. And I just lit up, and we talked about this more, and I added my own stuff to it. But it's like the way we're going to get there is through gratitude. So the first one is this unconditional love. And it's not unconditional. It's unconditional love meaning self-love. And we need to be grateful, as I said to to the person who wrote the question, we need to be grateful for our own gifts. Whatever you are grateful for about yourself is going to grow, and that is going to lay the path for greater prosperity, whatever you are grateful for. I've been having the most wildest synchronicities. I mean, I already have the magic, the the um, Midas touch, because I am such a powerful manifester, but I am actually now extending that other out to other people. So, I, for example, I have people who've signed up for this podcast challenge that I'm doing, and just by signing up, all of a sudden they're getting on podcasts where they've never been on them before. But there's this thing that when you are grateful, so for me, I was grateful for my ability to teach. So, and for whatever you're grateful for, that is going to become your prosperity because it's all about how do we take our own gifts skills and talents and bring that to the marketplace bring that into our world of prosperity and even in it doesn't mean that i expect you to quit your jobs i'm not saying that but when you bring your gifts skills and talents to your job you will see that job transform almost like something is molding it through a membrane to become a better fit for you so be grateful for your gifts, and it will explode your prosperity. In order to do this, we also need to explode what no longer serves us. We need to shed those layers of judgment. We need to look at the things. You know, I, I did this just last week. I made I, – I, I looked at the things that I've done in life that I had decided were unforgivable. 
And I realized that the reason I felt that these things were unforgivable is because I have a I have a standard of integrity and morals and values that I built in childhood. And when you do something that is outside of your own morals and values, even if it's something like other people would look at as dumb, you know, well, that's okay for you to do, but I would never do that. You know, that's the kind of thing I'm talking right. about right. here. But then the minute you cross that line and you do it yourself, you will not forgive yourself. That's the thing you have to forgive yourself for, no matter what it is. And you know what? Sometimes it's the hardest thing to do, but but it's it's so wonderfully exciting. And and as you're talking, I'm getting all this excitement just from hearing it because it, if we can liberate ourselves, which in a way it is, it, it, you know, it is just that. If we can liberate ourselves from some of those old tapes, those old messages about not being worthy, and 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 start feeling free. It can it can be transformative. You tell people, Mary Shores, how people can find your wonderful your wonderful gifts, your programs, your podcasts, and how they can connect with you. Well, I would love, love, love for anyone who has resonated with what we're talking about today to follow me on Facebook. You can find me under my fan page is Mary Shores. And, you know, my my big ask is to, if you go on Amazon or wherever you like to buy books and, and you look at Conscious Communications, just do me this one favor. Just read the description. And when you read the description, you'll know whether this book is the book for you or not. And if it is, and you grab it, please join my, I invite you all to join my Facebook group, which is called Fearless Ambition. And we would love to have you there. And I'm going to be doing some group coaching calls and lots of fun stuff that we do in this group. So if you're reading the book, I'd love to invite you into Fearless Ambition. And I am so easy to find. I have a website. It's Mary Shores, S-H-O-R-E-S dot com. And I have tons, I think I have something like 70 blogs. I'm not sure if they're all on the website, but there's tons of writing on there. I have tons of free workbooks. I'm sure we've given you a link to a free workbook, and that's kind of my superpower. I like to create these guidebooks, um, right. and we give them all away for free. And they're wonderful. Mary Shores, you are a blessing, not only to to me, but to so many people, and also to yourself. So thank you so much for helping us really understand about what we're doing with ourselves, what we're telling ourselves on a on a deeper level so that we can shift and manifest and create a beautifully, almost magical life. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful day wherever you are. So Mary was talking about what you need to do to really change the the belief system, to change the communication. And we talked about forgiveness and we talked about gratitude. And they are huge. So incorporate those into your life, but especially about yourself. Forgive yourself because oftentimes we hold ourselves hostage for things of the past. And this program, this show, is about empowering and empowering yourself and to do that gives you more power, more strength, more enthusiasm to be able to move forward and to really create a life that you truly desire. So remember that and remember that you are powerful 
you are very special, and as Mary Shore said, you have gifts. So bring out those gifts, celebrate those gifts, and celebrate you. Have a beautiful day, evening, wherever you are, and thanks for joining us. You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author, Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the upbeat show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. Listen again and again and visit DocWhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.